Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Lance. I'm an entrepreneur, social media strategist, keynote speaker, and author. But my most important role is wife and mom to our adorable two boys. I run our company, Katie Lance Consulting, side-by-side with my husband, Paul, and our passion is to help real estate professionals get smarter about how they use social media. Our Get Social Smart Academy has helped thousands of real estate agents and brokers take back their time and hone their social media strategy. Now, you may know me from social media, or maybe you've seen me from stage, or maybe this is your first time meeting me. In this podcast, I'm excited to share with you my success stories and take you behind the scenes into how I got where I am, how I've built our company, how I juggle being a wife, mom, business owner, and so much more. You'll hear from me, but also we'll be showcasing some of the great people we get the pleasure to work with inside of our academy. If you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, social media geek like me, real estate pro, or a mom, or maybe all of the above, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. It's episode 10. And this episode, I'm going to share with you how we built our team, the ups and the downs. So I'm excited about this episode here today. If you listened to the last episode, you know we talked about uh, turning the Titanic in our business and how we made some big changes in our business a few years ago. And a big part of our business and a big part of the changes in our business is our team. And I have to say, this is something I get asked about all the time. People are really curious about who works with us and what they do. And and I get asked all the time about how to hire people and find the right people. Uh, Full disclosure, I'm certainly not an expert by any means, but I want to just share with you our own experience. And so when we started our company back in 2012, it was me, myself, and I. (laughs) And it was just me. Uh, At the time, my husband was working a corporate job, and he was able to help out periodically. He was, at the time, kind of our unofficial CFO, uh, which was super helpful. But pretty much in the very beginning, it was it was me, myself and I and later on, as you've heard from past episodes, he was able to quit his corporate job and is now uh, not only my partner in life, but partner in business, which is awesome. But back then it was just me. And I remember getting to the point where it was, you know, there was so many things I was saying yes to. There were so many things that I was committing to doing. There were so many clients I was working with um, that things started to fall through the cracks. I, I noticed that I was missing things. I was forgetting to call people back. I was forgetting to follow up on emails and that never happened. I always prided myself on just being really organized. And it was in those moments that I realized, okay, I need some help. And so my first hire was my first assistant, um, who is just an awesome, awesome individual. And she ended up working with me for a number of years. I brought her on, um, on a part-time basis. She started working just a few hours a week and then quickly, um, it grew from there and it was her and I for, for quite some time. And I will say everyone we've hired has been, uh, freelancers or independent contractors, which has just been a, a personal decision. Um, you know, I think as a small business owner, that's a great way to start is by hiring someone who is a freelance, um, person or an independent contractor. That way, you know, when you're a small business owner, it can be a a little daunting to 
bring on employees. There's a lot of things that are required just legally when you have an employee. And so, um, you know, it was great to be able to kind of dip our toe into the water of building our team by working with independent contractors. So she worked with us for a number of years and, um, you know, and then our team started to evolve. And at one point we brought on um, a, a different assistant who worked with us. And then we brought on different people over the years. And I do have to say, I mean, I have to give a shout out to everyone we've worked with. There's some folks who've worked with us a long time. There's some people who might be listening to this that maybe have worked with us in the past and maybe aren't listening or aren't working with us right now. And, you know, we've worked with some really amazing people over the years, and I just feel really, really lucky. I know some people, um, you know, if you're a business owner or you're a realtor, maybe you've had some bad luck in the past with with hiring, and it can feel really frustrating. But I, I have to say, I feel really blessed. Um, at the risk of sounding corny, I, I do feel really blessed for the the people who we've had the chance to work with over the years. And one of the things I would say is, as we've grown. I think one of the things we've tried to do really well is try to grow slowly. You know, it's really easy to think, okay, gosh, we're, we're getting busy. We're having success. I need to add all these people, uh, you know, onto our team. And we've sort of slowly grown over the years. And I think it's, it's really provided um, stability as well as really creating um, just a sustainable environment, you know, bringing someone on, on our team. I, I don't take that lightly. Um, I don't think anyone should, you know, when you bring someone on, whether they're an employee or whether they're an independent contractor, they are providing a service for you and you are paying them. And so you want to make sure that you are set up correctly, uh, just, you know, financially that you're able to afford that, that you've got the systems in place. Um, I know for us, it's super important that the people who work with us, you know, getting them paid on time, that's our number one priority. That's our first bill <laughs> that we pay every single month. Uh, because I think we've all had those jobs where we've worked somewhere and we've sort of questioned, you know, gosh, am I going to get paid this week? Or, you know, maybe there was, you know, some nervousness around around your, your paycheck. So to us, that's really, really important. And the great thing is in 2019, even if you're a small business, there's lots of great avenues. You know, you can work with your your local bank to offer things like direct deposit. Um, you know, there's there's lots of great online options uh, to be able to, to you know to to work and to serve different people that work with you. So we've grown over the years, and our team, as of right now, as of this podcast, we have five people on our team. Uh, so we're small and mighty, as I like to say. We have myself. Uh, I'm the CEO, and so I I. I kind of, in terms of my role, I try to be the visionary in terms of where the company is going. I'm also, uh, you know, the primary kind of face of the company, um, face of this podcast, <laughs> face of what we do. I really try to focus my time on content and relationship building. So when it comes to our video content, podcast content, our training, it's primarily all me. It's, I would say 99%, you know, it, it, it's from me. Um, and I, I realized long ago that if I can focus on what I'm good at and then outsource other areas, that's really where, uh, that's really where the secret sauce lies in so many people. So, uh, it's myself, uh, my husband, Paul, uh, he's our co-founder and co-owner. He wears a number of different hats and, and that's the thing, by the way, you know, when you run a business, you're going to wear a lot of different hats. So he is our CFO. He gets to deal with all the money and credit cards and billing and all that fun stuff and invoicing with our clients. Um, he also works a lot in customer service with our clients. Uh, and he also helps out with business development. So if you're someone who, who reaches out and you're looking to, uh, to hire me, uh, you know, for speaking or whatever, 
whatever it might be, you're probably going to talk to him. He he handles a lot of uh, uh, a lot of the incoming business that uh, that comes to our website. So we have myself, we have Paul. Um, and then we also have three other great people on our team. So Megan has been with us for quite some time. Megan is our uh, marketing coordinator. She handles a lot of our email copy, our website copy, graphics, um, and she's a she's an awesome, awesome individual. We also have a great video editor and podcast editor who's listening to this, Russell. Russell's fantastic. Um, I met him through a mutual friend and he handles all of our video editing and podcast editing. And then we also have a great um, individual on our team, Courtney, uh, and Courtney, uh, works with us really kind of exclusively for email marketing. Uh, she's an Infusionsoft expert and we do all of our email marketing through Infusionsoft. So she helps a lot with our sales funnels and email marketing, um, and, uh, lots of things kind of related to our database. So, we're small but mighty and uh, it's really been awesome to see our team grow. As far as how we hire and how we look for, for people, there's there's really a couple things. Ultimately, I look for good people. You know, I look for people who have good character, character counts. I look to see how responsive they are to email, how responsive they are, um, you know, in terms of just things that are asked of them. I think that's really important, especially since our team is all virtual, except for my husband, obviously. Uh, but Megan and Russell and Courtney are all in different parts of, uh, of North America. So you know, that responsiveness is really key, key. And then looking for specific skills and expertise. I think what we really realize is finding people who aren't necessarily a jack of all trades, but are really good at a specific skill set are really, really key. Now, if you go down the road of hiring freelancers, I encourage you to think about, you know, looking for people that are able to work well at home. You know, do they have systems in place? Do they have a set area? Uh, at home, because here's the honest truth. Not everybody is good at working from home. Not everybody can be a freelancer. You know, I so often when we've hired over the years, we've put out job descriptions and, and things like that. And I get a lot of people who message me going, oh, that sounds like a really fun thing to do. <laughs> and yes, working with us, I think is really fun. We also work extremely hard. And one of the things I love about everyone on our team is their work ethic. You know, they're the kind of people where if they say they're going to do something, they do it. And if they mess up, if they make a mistake, which happens, they own it, right? They don't pass the buck and go, well, it didn't happen because of X, Y, and Z. They own it. And that's something that I really look for that I think is so important. Work ethic. You know, when I think about my husband, Paul, and you guys have heard the story. Uh, if you haven't heard the story, go back and listen. I think it was episode four where I talk about how I met Paul, my husband, and how we met online in a Yahoo chat room. But to this day, one of the things I love most about Paul is his work ethic. He's the kind of person that if he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And I hate to say it, but in this day and age, we kind of are living in a world where not everybody is like that. So looking for people who do what they say they're going to do, go above and beyond. As far as finding good candidates, I always like to start with people you know. Everybody we've ever brought on to our team has been brought on really either through referrals or social media. So anytime we've looked, we've lo you looked to bring someone on, whether they are someone on a retainer or whether it's somebody maybe on a project basis, I usually will start with our existing team and say, Hey, do you know anybody who does X, Y, Z that you recommend? Uh, and if that doesn't work, then we will, you know, post something on Facebook or social media and, and kind of go from there. But I, I love to work with people who've been referred by other, other people. And here's the truth. Some people are just not a good fit and that's okay. 
we've had people that we've worked with for a short period of time. Some people have worked for this for a long period of time. And, you know, at some point, maybe it wasn't a good fit for them, or maybe it wasn't a good fit for us. And that's okay. Right. And what I've also found is that other times you've got people who work with you, and maybe they've worked with you for um, perhaps a long time. But the thing with business is businesses grow and change. And sometimes what you needed four years ago, five years ago, maybe that's not necessarily true today. And that's okay, too. So understanding that when you're bringing people onto your team, uh, you know, of course, we want to work with people for a long period of time. I love that, you know, I want to work with people and build that relationship. But also understand that as your business grows, your needs might change of the business as well. Now, the other tip I'll give you here is that I think one thing that's made a really big difference, especially for us working remotely, is having systems and tools. Systems and tools. So a couple systems that we use that that work really well. The first is Asana. Um, Asana is a great project management tool. We've been using this for the past few years. There's also tools out there out there like Trello um, is another one that's really popular. But Asana is great because it takes the conversations out of email and it gets them into thinking about uh, things in terms of projects. So for example, with our podcast that you're listening to, this podcast every week, it's a project in Asana. And then, you know, the steps uh, to getting it recorded, getting it edited, getting it published, all the different pieces of what it takes to put a podcast out there, all those steps are listed out in Asana. So even if you are just a solopreneur and it is just you using a tool like Asana really kind of helps to look at project timelines and and really kind of break things down. And I know we've had agents and brokers who have um, really started to to adapt this. We actually teach how we use Asana inside of our mastermind. We do a great mastermind once a year. And at that mastermind, we kind of peel back the curtain and show how we use Asana. And a lot of our masterminders have started to use Asana in their own business with not just social media, not just content, but different parts of their business. So Asana has been great, especially if you work with people remotely. Another great app I want to recommend or tool, uh, and by the way, Asana is free. Uh, The free version will get you a ton. There's also a paid version. Uh, Another great app I want to recommend is Voxer, Uh, V-O-X-E-R. Voxer is a great app. Voxer is like a walkie-talkie app. Some of you might might remember back in the day, uh, you know, they used to have those like Nextel phones, those cell phones where you would you know, it would be like the walkie talkie, the beep, beep. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of you remember that from back in the day, but Voxer is kind of like that. And so all of our team is on Voxer and we use Voxer as a quick way to just like reach out and ask a quick question. Now, of course we could pick up the phone and call, but what's nice about Voxer is I can just send a quick Voxer message to uh, Megan or Russell or Courtney and just say, Hey, you know, I'm working on this email that we were working on. I'm working on this video. And what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? Or I have a quick question. I always say Voxer is kind of like when you're in an office and you look over your cubicle at your at your cube mate next to you and say, Hey, I have a quick question for you. That's kind of what it's like. So those are two great tools we use a lot. The third one I'll mention real quick is zoom. We've been using zoom for quite some time. Zoom is awesome for video chats, video calls. Uh, and, and we love that tool. It's great for, for working with people remotely. So I wanted to share three quick lessons we've learned from building our team. Um, and I certainly don't have all the answers. I can only share with you what has worked for us. Um, and you know, again, it's, it's really an evolution, but three lessons that I've learned from building our team over the years. Um, the first is treat your business like a business, 
right? Treat your business like a business. If you're going to bring people onto your team, have those systems in place, right? Um, so we have uh, some basic things set up, like we have an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement that all of our team members sign, and you can get those for free. You can Google, uh, you know, NDA, and there's lots of great, you know, free uh, templates for those online. We also have contracts and agreements for everyone who we work with, and that protects them, and it also protects us. Now, the word contract can sound really kind of scary, but it doesn't have to be super complicated. It can just be a one-page agreement that says, this is what you're going to get paid. These are the expectations. And that way, there's no, you know, dispute over, you know, what was expected. Just putting things out, um, you know, out outlining things, I think, is really key. And then also making sure you've got the systems in place to pay them properly, right? And I'm not talking about PayPal or, you know, sending money through Venmo, but really treating your business like a business, setting up, um, you know, a business banking account and direct deposit and, and, and whatever that looks like to be able to make sure that you, without a doubt, are paying people on time and what they're promised. And, you know, I have to say that's something I'm, I'm really proud of. And, and we've heard from a lot of the people on our team um, who I, who have, have said to us, you know, we really appreciate that. You know, they've said to us, we, we never have to worry about <laughs> you and Paul. We know that, uh, you know, that you are the type of person that's going to do what you say you're going to do, especially when it comes to the money, the money piece of it. Um, I'm just, my, myself and Paul were very sensitive to that. We've both been in situations in the past where we did have to worry about it. You know, I've had clients in the past uh, where we've had to chase down, you know, past due invoices and nobody wants to be in that situation. So treat your business like a business. That's really important. The second key lesson is hire for your weaknesses. Hire for your weaknesses. Why are you trying to do it all? You know, when you first start off, you're going to do it all. That's just kind of what you have to do. But as you get going, hire, you know, hire uh, people who can help you. And, you know, back in the beginning, having assistance was really, really a, a huge hire for us and so helpful. And then as our business grew, our needs changed. So, you know, I always like to think about what are the things that you do that brings the most value to your business? In fact, there's a really great quote. Um, some of you have heard this before, and I've shared this many times, but Darren Hardy um, has said this before. Darren Hardy is a very famous keynote speaker. He's the founder of Success Magazine. And he has said, he said, he has said this, he says, what do you do as a business owner that when you do it, it makes it rain? What do you do as a business owner that when you do it, it makes it rain? And I love that. I heard that at a, at a convention I was speaking at. And it, to this day, I think about this. And I think that this is a great thing to think about, not just in business, but in life. You know, what do you do that you're really good at that, that helps, you know, move things forward? And for me in my business, what I'm really good at is content. That's why I, it's important to me that I take the time to be on camera, to be doing this podcast. Like that's what brings in the business. That's what makes it rain in our business. Now that doesn't mean I need to be behind the scenes editing every little thing. And that's why we've been able to bring on someone like Russell on our team. Uh, same thing with our email marketing and, and, and a lot of our other marketing. So letting go of certain things you know, knowing what you're good at and knowing what you're not good at, and then hiring for those weaknesses, I think is key. The last thing I'll mention here is systems are key. Systems are really, really important. You know, when you first start 
a business, it's easy to kind of get away with having everything in your head. But at some point, you've got to create some systems and processes. That's why using a tool like Asana will help you get really organized when it comes to systems. But starting to systemize your business, starting to systemize how you do things, I think is really key. And if you've never done this before, the next time you do something, write down all the steps it took to get that one thing done. So for example, let's say you are putting out video each and every week. Maybe you're creating video content and you're doing it all yourself. Make a list of all the things that you do to record and edit and get that video out. And then look at that list and see, okay, how can I turn this into a system? And what are some areas I can do? And maybe what are some areas that we could outsource or hire for? And if you think about your business in that way, the different different things that are involved, maybe it's onboarding a new a new um Uh, you know, individual. If you're a real estate broker, it might be onboarding a new agent. There's probably 50 things that happen when you have a new agent that comes on board. What's that system? What does that look like? So having systems are key. That's a big area that will help really propel your business in a big, big way. The other thing that's key, kind of a bonus tip is taking the time to invest in yourself invest in yourself, invest in education, learning courses. And in our next episode, I'm going to be talking about how I took the time to invest in myself. What are some of the the, uh, ways that I educate myself and invest in myself each and every week, each and every month. I'm going to be talking about how I make time for things like reading and courses and what are some of the things that, that I've done and courses I've gone through that have helped me stay up to speed and really stay on top of uh, my game in terms of business, leadership, as well as uh, social media, of course, parenthood, everything that we do. So stay tuned for that next episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please let me know. Reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Send me a message and let me know that you listened. Uh, We would love it if you would share this out also. um, I've spent a lot of time over on Instagram. So for my Instagram users, do a little Instagram story, tag me in your Instagram story, and I will reshare that. It's always fun to see uh, the folks who are listening to this podcast and, and how it's impacted you. So thank you again so much. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked this podcast, I'd love if you'd subscribe and leave me a review. Also, make sure you visit me over at katielance.com where you can sign up for our free email newsletter, find out about upcoming events I'm speaking at and check out what our Get Social Smart Academy is all about. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.